Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Scrubs Off-Duty Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Bree the Nurse. Thank you so much for listening. Today, I have a really awesome guest on, Anna Hyde. I'm sure you know her. If not, she is the sweetest nurse from New York City. She's a new grad peds nurse. If you don't already follow her, you should, but let's get started. Hi, Anna. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Do you want to introduce yourself to everyone? Hi, well, thank you for having me. My name's Anna Hyde. Should I give like a little like background, like a little summary? Yeah, yeah, give me an introduction. (laughs) Okay, my name's Anna Hyde. I'm originally from Georgia. I went to college at the University of South Carolina for four years. That's where I got my nursing degree. I also cheered there. And then I also started social media there. And then I just moved in January to New York City. And that's where I started becoming a pediatric nurse. That is awesome. What was your nursing school journey like? When did you realize you wanted to become a nurse? It was hard. <laughs> I like went back and forth in high school just because like I'm somebody who I love to have like a I like things black and white. Like I'm super OCD. Like I love like a straight path. So I was always like, okay, teacher and nurse, you know, because I was always mm-hmm. like, what's like marketing? You know, like you can do so many things. So I was always like, okay, teacher and nurse. And I honestly kind of went back and forth between those two because I was always more into the, like, the kids and the helping aspect rather than the science aspect. Mm-hmm. And it didn't start until college that I was like, okay, I kind of, like, not, like, love the school part, but, like, it's, like, interesting to me, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think kind of, like, mid-college is when it helped. But then, obviously, nursing school makes you question yourself also so I was always like okay do I even like this like what's going on and like I'd be at clinical and I'd literally be telling myself okay one day like this you'll be doing more you'll be doing what you want like just keep going and I feel like it didn't like finally I was like okay I'm no like it didn't click that this is what I'm supposed to be doing until that capstone semester like that last Mm -hmm. semester when it's like one-on-one and I still like was an adult med surge which I knew what wasn't what I wanted to do but I still was like okay like I can tell this is what I want to do. Did you work at all as an aide or anything before? No, I literally didn't have time with like, because I've cheered since I was like a baby. So in college, especially with like cheer and social media, I didn't have time. All I did was one summer. It was like my one summer off. I worked for a second. I thought I might want to do like, you know, the aesthetic nursing. Like, so I worked front desk at a, what do they call it? Aesthetic uh, like a medical spot. Yeah, med spot. Yeah. So I worked front desk, and I was like, and eh, this kind of is... I don't know. It was just kind of like not what I expected. I mean, obviously, I was working front desk, but, like, I still, like, right. the nurses and could find. So that's really all I did. I've never done, like, an aide or a tech or anything. Honestly, I probably should have because it would have gotten, like, a foot in the door, but I just really didn't have time. Do you think... So I've worked as an aide before, and I feel like if I hadn't done that, it would have been so hard for me to transition as a nurse. Like I was so nervous just talking to patients, but I guess you're with all kids. So it's a little different, but even, I mean, talking to their parents and stuff like that, do you think it made it harder or do you think you adjusted fine? Oh, for sure. Harder. I know a lot of my coworkers like who started there, we call them NAs at our hospital. So a lot of them started there. I feel like that transition definitely would have been easier, but I also see what AIDS go through and like what they have to do. Mm -hmm. So part of me is scared that, like, if I started as an aide, I'd be, like, 
uh uh-uh, uh, not doing that. You know what I mean? Like, I <laughs> quit like, nursing school. <laughs> yeah. We basically yeah. were AIDS in nursing school, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I basically, I don't know. I feel for them. I helped them out as much as possible. But um, I think it definitely would have been, well, especially because, I don't know, because were you an aide at the hospital you work at or different? Yeah, I was an aide at the hospital I work at, but I worked. Well, technically, I was at three different hospitals because I was in float pool, so I went to all oh, wow. all the different units um, because I didn't really think I knew what I wanted to do at first, so I did float pool just so I could see, like, everything. I knew I didn't want to do med surge, and that yeah. made it very clear to me <laughs> that <laughs> during my aid experience that, okay, like, I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> Wait, that makes, that makes sense. The I feel like it would make sense to do that at a hospital you're going to work. But, like, say I was, like, an aide mm-hmm. in South Carolina, Georgia, like, I feel like it wouldn't have helped me as much here just because right. either way you're being thrown into a new hospital, new people. But, yeah, definitely talking to people. Honestly, I feel like I just, like, as long as I just come in, like, hi, like, dude, like, mm-hmm. bring your personality, then, like, I can get the rest, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. What brought you to New York? How did you move to New York? So, I just, like, always known I wanted to go to, like, a big city. Because I know I'll probably settle down with my family in Georgia, like, near there. So I've always wanted to go to, like, a big city right out of, out of college. And for a while, it was L.A. And then I did an air – that summer, I was saying I worked in a med spa. I did an Airbnb in L.A. And I'm so glad I did, number one, because I met one of my best friends who now lives here, which is great. And number two, it just – I found out it wasn't for me, like, L.A. in general, it was just, like, a lot. The people were a lot. Like, not what I wanted. So I'm so glad I did the Airbnb or else I probably would have just sent it and lived there. And yeah. it feels like, I don't know, I'm from the East Coast. It just feels like you're in a different world. Like, I know I'm still in New York, but home is such an easy plane ride, like, down mm-hmm. the coast. So then I was, like, I came back and I did an extra semester in nursing because I went through this whole thing where I tried – it's, like, very confusing. I came in to get – okay, so at my school, you they have this thing called uh, the Academic Common Market. And if you mm-hmm. choose a major from that, you get in-state tuition. Mm-hmm. And then out-of-state versus in-state is huge different in South Carolina. And so for cheer, they wouldn't give us in-state tuition until sophomore year, so it's kind of random. So freshman year, I was like, okay, I got to get in-state tuition somehow. So I chose, like, a random sports management major, but I, I directed myself into nursing classes so I could mm-hmm. still be on that pathway. So sophomore year, I tried to be like, okay – let's switch to nursing and then they said um no you can't and I was like wait what they said no at first and so that put me behind a semester so I graduated like in four and a half so I had to do a summer start and then graduate in December so I came back after LA for that half semester and then I was kind of like um what do I do and then my roommate was like, well, I'm moving to New York. And I was like, okay, I'll come. <laughs> and then, <laughs> that's literally how it happened. I'm not kidding. Like, but I kind of just fully sent it. But I love New York and I love, every time I go, I love the chaos. I love how I can run to a workout class. I can run to go get coffee. I can run to like do this, that. Like, there's just something for everybody here. So you guys were college roommates and then moved together? Yeah, we were college roommates. I had like the same roommates all college and then I just met her that last little semester, but we became like instant best friends and like moved to New York. Do you see yourself staying in New York for a while? I do, honestly. Like I think for a good portion of my mid-20s because number one, like I, my job's so great here. Like I really love the New York pay. (laughs) Yeah. It's really great, but obviously the cost of living makes that come back to real life no I just love it I could see myself for at least a couple more years I don't know how long but 
I really love it here. It's hard to tell. I kind of just like year by year. But right now I'm obsessed with it and I don't see myself leaving like soon. So you work on a med surge pediatric unit, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Was that what you wanted to do when you got out of school or is that different? So I honestly like applied for literally anything that wasn't an adult med surge. Like I just kept, which if you guys do adult med surge, it's totally okay. Like I'm not like trying to poop on that. Like that's <laughs> so great. I just like knew it's not what I wanted to do. Everyone has their place. (laughs) Exactly. So I just kept doing like peds. I mean, I knew I wanted peds more, but I was trying like LMD. Like, I don't know. Uh, Just anything really. And it's hard because I don't know any of these hospitals. I mean, I looked Mm -hmm. it up and it told me like, NYU, like Presbyterian, like Mount Sinai, like the, it told me like the big ones. So I was like, okay, I'll do those, I guess. Like, I talked to Nikki on TikTok, like hers. So I was just like trying to see, but I didn't hear back for a while. And then finally one landed. Just like what I ultimately wanted. I got an interview for, it was Pete's Hemong. So that's where my mm-hmm. interview was. And like, I really wanted to do that because like my mom had leukemia. So I was like huge. I'm like, okay, like I could so see myself doing that. But then I was like, okay, would this be too sad with kids? Like, mm-hmm. so I got the interview for that and then it went really well. But so my manager who was interviewing for that, the manager of that unit was out on her honeymoon or something for a couple of weeks. So the manager of my current floor filled in on my interview. I got called from the crew and they're like, okay, so this manager, there wasn't really an open position, but she really liked you and they want you on their unit. And so I was like, first I was like, wait, should I? I was like, wait, I'm not going to say no. Like, that's like, I feel like that's like, that happened for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to turn down like a, such a good position like that. And now I'm realizing it did happen for a reason. Like, Maybe one day I could switch to the hemoc, but like I, I like wouldn't want to start so specialized. I feel like it's good. I'm starting like you can start specialized, but for me, like I'm learning so much about so many different things, and I feel like mm. I needed that like base of everything because I had a mm. lot to learn. I really did. I had a lot to learn. Like, the, and they knew that too. Like coming in as a new grad, like, and I'm the only one that the floor I was gonna go on has like a ton of new grads, which would have been nice for me. But learning wise, it was nice. I'm the only one on my floor and still have been since I started. They kind of could give all their attention to me mm-hmm. and help me. So it That's really nice. makes sense. Yeah. And I'm like, one day I could transition and go more specialized, but I'm like very happy with it. And like, I mean, we're in New York city and it's like a big hospital. It's really not med surge. Like it's pretty like we're all, we say it's like a, we get all the transplant kids, EI focused, and it's just kind of like a little bit of everything. What's your favorite age to take care of? I would say, I would say when they're like two to three, because I love the babies and they're cute, but like, it is so hard to take their vitals. Yeah. <laughs> and especially in the middle of the night when I'm like literally tiptoeing <laughs> with the parents when they're like, but they're so cute. But no, I love when they're like starting to like get their personality, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's my favorite age right now. But I also love talking to the older ones. So, but I would say two to three is what I'm bonded with the most. That's a, that's a cute age. Mm-hmm. How long was your orientation? Mm, I think mine was 12 weeks. So I did like, I think it was like June, July. I did two months on day shift with preceptors. And then I had one month of night shift. And then I've been off, I think I've been off this a month now which is crazy do you feel like your orientation was long enough like did you feel ready yeah I did yeah I mean I wasn't like it was so funny because on TikTok I was like when your manager says like you're doing so good you're ready to come off orientation and I was like girl they're just saying that because they're short staff like do not let them take you I'm like they're not I promise they're not they literally are letting me get the full 12 weeks they're just saying like you can do it like yeah you've been doing good you know well I feel like you always question yourself 
at that time, you know, you're like, I feel like I could still be with someone, you know, am I ready? But like, well, yeah. they, they, they push you because they're like, yeah, we know you're ready. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was never like, oh my God, I'm so ready. Like, let's fly. Like, like we got this. Right. Like, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll be okay. Like, cause we'll figure like, it out. Yeah. Cause we have buddy week after for a week after. And so basically I work the same shifts as my preceptor. So she was still there. So, like, I remember nice. the first time I got, I looked at my assignment, she, like, wheeled over and was like, okay, let's look at it. And I was like, so it's nice to have her. And then, like, there's, at our hospital, there's, like, night shifts. It's, like, there's the younger group. It's, like, probably four to five of us. And then there's, like, the moms. Mm-hmm. And so, and the moms are still so great and helpful, obviously. But, like, the younger people, I can, like, ask my, like, dumb questions, too, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Not like, dumb questions. Yeah. <laughs> but... so, some are. <laughs> some of mine are. <laughs> So, did you have the same preceptor your whole orientation? Welcome to Fuller Butts, a behind-the-scenes plastic surgery podcast. Yes, you heard that right. Join your co-hosts, Dr. Sam Fuller and Dr. Dan Butts, board-certified plastic and reconstructive surgeons on an exclusive full-access pass into the world of plastic surgery. Combining their expertise and training, doctors Fuller and Butts will share medical insights, detailed explanations, and lighthearted humor to keep you entertained and informed. We're certain you'll become passionate about the plastic surgery specialty, and between debunking myths, uncovering truths, or just making you laugh out loud at their perspective on this creative and artistic field, we've got something for everyone. No, I had a couple different ones, but for the most part, I like stuck with a few. I got lucky because I've heard about other four, somebody having like a new one every single time. But I had like mm-hmm. my core, like like I had two core day shifts and then one the whole night shift. That's was nice. Out like one time, so that was nice. But it was also like good seeing, like it was nice having the same one. But then it'd be good, like say she was out and I saw another one. It's like everyone has different ways of doing things, you know? Right. So right. it was like also nice to see like that as well. But after doing that orientation, like. I think every, I know everyone has a preceptor at first, but like I was in a res, we have a residency program. And so I am so glad for that because it's just like, you're very, and ours is a year of the residency program, which now I'm kind of like, okay, we meet once a month. So I'm kind of like, okay, this I've had enough. <laughs> just <laughs> like, we literally do a Zoom meeting once a month and they're like, how are you guys feeling? And I'm like, I'd be better if you didn't make me get up at 8am <laughs> to do this, but <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, we had one too, and we actually had to go in person, and it was 8 a.m. But it was so frustrating because, I mean, they, you know, talk about your feelings all the time. And like a lot of the stuff, I feel like I wish we would break down into different groups because everyone was going through different things, like based off of their specialties. So, like, some things didn't apply to you. Like, they were talking about one time how to. Uh, like call the doctors at night and I work in the ER and so like the doctors are literally always like sitting right next to you so we just go up to them and talk to them you know so it's just like some of the things didn't apply so it felt like a waste of time you know yeah that's how ours is because ours is with the adult hospital as well Mm. and so they were all like complaining about their like they were just like saying all these things and we were like we're just in Pete's world over here like right (laughs) I don't know what's going on I think at first it's nice, but then it's like, okay, I'm, I'm right. over it. <laughs> as long as your orientation. Because we also have this, like, giant project to do at the end. And I was like, I don't know about that. But I really think, like, the resources they do for new grads and stuff, like, is huge. And mm-hmm. I needed that. For sure. Being a new grad is really hard. 
rough. <laughs> Do you like night shift? I love it. Like, it's hard, like, outside. Number one, I don't know. Like, some nights I still have them running around like crazy. And I'm like, I could not do day shifts, especially at least right now. Like, even if I wanted to, I think I couldn't be a nurse on day right now with how new I am. Like, I think everyone started night. Did you start on nights? I did, yeah. Okay, yeah. Just because, like, some nights I'll have chill. Like, I had a chill night the other night where I had downtime. I could actually take my break. But then some nights I'll be running around. And, like, like I said, I'm, like, slower to things because... I'm new. I like to make sure, which obviously I'll do that forever, like make sure everything's good. But like mm-hmm. just slower to do things, which I don't think on days you have time to be slow. Mm-hmm. And also the parents, like they're there, but they like are sleeping a lot of the time. Visitors aren't as much. The doctors aren't making their rounds. Like it's mm-hmm. just so much more calm, you know. I I liked nights. I would just get sick all the time, so that's why I had to change today's. But I liked nights. The flow is a lot easier. It's just a lot more chill, I would mm-hmm. say. But I definitely think, like, at first, for me, I was super slow on nights, so the pace mm-hmm. was a lot better. But I'm still running around while no one else is. But, you know, it's just yeah. like, you're well, so fresh. It just takes you longer. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, that's the only thing is the off days – I feel like I don't have off days and night shifts because, like, I'm sleeping or catching up on mm-hmm. sleep versus day shifts. Like, you have the whole day off, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing. But right now I'm, like, content with nights. Do you feel like you have a good sleep schedule? I feel like I I, I have it down for, like, how to do it, but mm-hmm. I don't always follow it because I'll, like, go and do things or, like mm-hmm. – but, like, the day before I don't have a problem – like. Some people like to, like, get up early and go nap. I don't like to do that. I just, like, I don't try and stay up late. I'm a night owl. It's easy for me to stay up late. So I'll just, like, edit, get content done, or I'll, like, just watch TV, chill, go sleep kind of late. And I literally don't have a problem sleeping until, like, 3 or 4, like, before a shift. Like, I don't know how. I just don't have a problem with that. Then I'll, like, get up, meal prep, work out, go in. And then when I'm, like, in between two, I'll just sleep until the next shift, not hard. And then mm-hmm. when I'm switching back to a normal schedule, that's hard because I have to get myself up at, like, 2 to 3. Because with my commute, I don't get in bed and sleep till like, 10, 11. So then I'll get up 2 or 3. And I'll, like, schedule something, like, either with friends or, like, a workout class. So I, like, get up. And then by the time it's, like, dinner, and back, it's not hard to fall back asleep at night, you know? Right. Yeah. I would do that to flip. I would always make sure I had like a commitment that I couldn't miss because getting out of bed is literally the hardest part. But I was one of those people that would wake up early and then take a nap yeah. <laughs> later because I can't sleep in that late for whatever reason. Even if I stay up until 3 a.m., I'm still like automatically up at 9. That so- makes sense to get up then and do that. But yeah, that's like that makes sense for you. It's like not hard to sleep in yeah yeah you're lucky everyone does it different though and like you just have to figure out what works for you yeah i was like looking up stuff and it was like helpful but like also like it's different like you you literally just have to go and see what works do you feel like you miss out on like a lot of stuff with friends because of night shift or do you feel like you have a good balance with that i feel like yes and no like a lot of my friends were, like, playing stuff around, which is super nice. Like, yesterday, I worked, and then we went to Long Island, so I got up at, like, 1. So I just sacrificed sleep. Like, I sleep to, slept for, like, two hours. But then, for example, like, this weekend for Halloween, I'm not working Halloween, which is Monday, but I'm working all the weekend. So I would have missed, like, all the Halloween, like, 
fun stuff. Yeah. So sometimes, or like my friend's birthday dinner, I work the weekend. It would just be different if like, I wish like, I know I'm new. So like the probably I'm being put on the weekends more. So I'm sure that'll like hopefully get better. But like, it is hard, like the weekends, just because that's when all my nine to five friends like do stuff, you know? Right. They're off. I was like day shift. I could go work the weekend and then go to like, I feel like most weekend plans are like a dinner Mm -hmm. friends. I'm not in my going out era anymore. I, even when I have off, I don't want to. I'm like a grandma. <laughs> but like just like dinner, drinks, you know. But mm. yeah. Do you not have weekend requirements at your hospital? Like ours, I think we have to do every third weekend, I want to say. It's like they said them, but I feel like it's just random. Yeah. Yeah, they said like I have a bunch of weekends coming out, but that's because I they let me get a big chunk for Thanksgiving off so I could go home. Because I, like, had to remind them, like, I, like, have Thanksgiving off from working Christmas. But I had to remind them, like, I can't just have Thanksgiving the day of Thanksgiving off or else I can't fly home, you know? Right. So they were nice and gave me a big chunk off. So, like, I think that's why, like, I have to, like, make up for it on the weekends. Yeah. There is someone, but it's, like, hard to follow, obviously, when you're, like, making the schedule. Do you self-schedule yourself or do they make it for you? We, like... Self schedule and then um, Kronos and then a paper copy will come out. And then you are allowed to move yourself where you can see we're like short, which I typically do because they're going to move you anyways. Right. So you might as well. So you just kind of try and move where the numbers are low. And then if you do that, they'll probably give you what you want. So it's like self schedule slash they kind of do it. But for the most part, they like give you what you want. Do you try to do all your days in a row or do you not like that? I do. I, for night shift, I especially try to do the three in a row because it is not fun doing two on, one off, one on. Right. Three on. Like, I'd rather do three and then have three off. Like, right now I have three off. And it's the first time I feel like I had a break in a while. Yeah. It's tough. I, no, and they, for the first few weeks, I was one on, one off, one on, one off all the time. And I was like, this is miserable because you can't flip for one day, you know, and then you're just pointless to flip exhausted. For <laughs> Yeah, it's pointless to put for one day and then, like, if you let yourself sleep all day and you're up all night and you feel like poo. And you have no one to talk to. <laughs> yeah. So I do not like one day off. I have coming up, I have one. It's three days on, one day off, three days on, and I'm afraid. You'll be fine. I, I would do six in a row a lot because you get a guaranteed eight days off. I'm crazy, but I don't do that on day shifts because I could never. But on nights, I would do that. And honestly, it's so nice. If, well, do you have a big chunk off after after your six? Yeah, like, you'll be fine. It's worth it because you like just get in such a routine. It just like you'll you'll get through it. But it does feel like all you're doing is sleeping and working and sleeping and working. Oh my gosh, that would give you a nice chunk off. But yeah. I hope I could do six. It, it's hard, but you'll be fine. <laughs> it, it just you just got to be like, all right, I'm off for this long after this. It's so worth it. Okay, but then coming back from, I just had a week off, like a random week off. And coming back, I was like, whoa, what's going on? I know. It is weird. It's Andrew just like, I don't even, I don't even know how to log into the computer anymore. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you <"What?"> forget. <laughs> Do you get pre-shift anxiety? I like did when I first started. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't as much now. That's and I don't know why. I, I still should. It's more like... I don't think you still should. I don't think it's like a necessary thing. I'm glad you don't. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know. No. I see a lot of people talk about it. I'm kind of like, it's more about, I'm just anxious about getting there because my commute's so long and the subway is 
like once I'm there, I'm like, okay, we'll figure it out. Like, you know, because you never, it is freaky because it's like you literally never know if your assignment's going to be like super hard or super easy. Right. But there's like no point. There's nothing you can do. Right. Get there and see, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I still get pre shift anxiety sometimes. It's normally, though, just when I have long stretches off and I'm just like, I don't know. I haven't been there in a while, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I but think- I'm never anxious when I'm there, sort of thing. It's just like thinking about it. <laughs> mine's op- mine's opposite. I'm not before it. And then when I'm there, I'm anxious. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's rough. I'm sorry. (laughs) Do you feel like you have a good support system? I know you said you have like the mom group and the new grad young people group. Is everyone pretty much like, is it a good unit culture? Yes. That's good. Great. I think it's even better on nights than days just because nights you have like everyone has more time to help each other, you know? But like there's always, even if nobody young is working, there's always people I can like feel comfortable and like, We'll be walking in the hallways. Like, even if I'm walking a little fast, it's like, Anna, you good? <laughs> Always. And I'm like, yeah, thank you. So it's like, I'm like, you're like never alone. Like, I that's really good. like that about my unit. Do you feel comfortable asking for help? Or are you one of those people that's like, no, I'm fine when you're actually drowning? No, I will. I will. Okay. When, I don't like, I don't, I'm not good at delegating tasks. Like, mm-hmm. I'll run this line for you. Like, no, it's fine. I'll do it. But I will, I will ask everyone and be so annoying about like, can you double check this? Like, is this right? Like, da da da. Like, wait, like one more time. Like, how do I check that? You know, like those kind of questions. I will like mm-hmm. literally ask because I'd rather do that. That's good. That's really good. Don't yeah. ever stop doing that. No, I won't. Like, it's I- so important. And I noticed even them, the older ones, have asking each other. I'm like, okay, good. But yeah, yeah, I like won't ask for like physical help. Unless literally, like, will you help me hold down this kid? Like, when you can't put in something, you know? Mm-hmm. What do you think the hardest thing about being a new grad nurse is? I feel like it's just, like, nothing like school. Yeah. It's literally so different. And it's, like, even just, like, finding things on your unit. It's just I hate not knowing things and feeling stupid. And, like, that's how it is. Like, that's how it's going to be for a while. So it's just the biggest learning curve ever. Mm-hmm. but I finally started to, like, obviously every day is a still learning curve. Once you start to feel comfortable with at least the people, it's also hard, like, they have their groups, you know, and you just mm-hmm. walk in and they're, like, especially with social media, it's kind of hard. They, like, know who, like, they've seen it, obviously. So I don't know. That was hard at first, but now I'm, like, close to everyone, but. That's good. Yeah. I do think it's hard, like, coming in and making friends with people. That was something I struggled with, too, because, Everyone is already so close because they work together for however long. And you're just like, hey. <laughs> you're like, I know. And you don't want to be too – because it's like a – they probably are like, oh, my God, it's so annoying and you're a new grad. But it's like you don't want to yeah. be – like, it's so a fine line. But – and you need, right. like – friends are huge. How did you get started on social media? I feel like in high school I was always the one making, like, our year-end videos, random clips together for cheer stuff. And then in college I was just like, I'm going to start vlogging. So I literally bought a camera, like a little camera, and started vlogging at cheer practice. And then – so I started YouTube first. And then a little bit after TikTok started. And I feel like at school I was one of the first ones. Because TikTok started, a lot of younger kids did it. And so I was, like, one of the – First ones to start doing it as an older person. And me and my cheer friends would just make, like, ones in our cheer uniforms. I remember one game, we literally made one, went to go cheer, and at halftime we came back and it was at, like, half a million. And we were like, what's going on? Like, (laughs) this is so cool. So Mm -hmm. we just kept doing it. And mostly it was, like, people being like, 
South Carolina sucks, like, da da da, like, comments. And I was like, okay, whatever, we're blowing up. Like, right. Uh, <laughs> and then just I pushing that. out that video more. <laughs> exactly. So that just kept happening. And then that gained traction by YouTube. At that time, I made like presets, and I feel like I hit that at a very good time. Cause I remember buying like somebody's presets that were really expensive, and I was like, I wanna make my own and make them cheaper. And those like really did good. And so I feel like that also gained traction. And then I don't know, I just kept building on like all the platforms and like letting them go between each other. And people love college content. So they loved like the nurse, the cheer, the all of it, you know. Do people at work? bring up your social media at all now that i started we like talk about it but it was funny because like they were like yeah like we uh everyone knew who you were before you got in this hospital <laughs> like awesome does but, that embarrass you at all or did you yeah just, like that i wish like every i want people to see my videos but i wish nobody from work would but that's just not the case uh, yeah I, but I get that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like not. But my when I got the job, honestly, the recruiter was like, "So I don't know how to say this, but we know about your social media." And I was like, "Oh shoot!" And she was like, "And no, no, it's not a bad thing. I just want to like before we start, make sure we're all on the same page. Like you know your boundaries." So my hospital, I'm like very blessed that like we're in communication with that. They know I know my boundaries. I've learned them in college. Trust me with like cheer and nursing and people are crazy. Mm-hmm. So I know my boundaries and like me and my manager talk about it. We're on the same page. We're all very like it get, it calms my anxiety knowing that they know, you know, mm-hmm. so that's fine. in the management aspect uh, is more like the people aspect. I'm like, oh my God, they probably think I'm so annoying. But once they figured out, it's like, it, this sounds bad. But like once people figure out, it's like a good income, like <laughs> get it more. <laughs> yeah. Do you don't, you always like blur out your hospital uh, on your scrubs right like you no one knows where you work you keep that private yeah I keep it private and like obviously sometimes it's kind of obvious but like you're like oh my god you can see it I'm like I say it's okay like I'm just you can still see it sometimes or like it's not hard to look up but I I would just rather like not make it easy for people how do you balance being a full-time content creator and a full-time nurse it, is it hard it's so hard just because like when I get back from a ship the last thing I want to do is like edit a youtube video and like i hate not being in real time like i hate like being so behind youtube videos but my managers like i've been with them for three years now they're so great like by i work with like a, like a branch of my management and she'll literally be like so i know you work this day so this has to go live between this and this so i'm going to text you around this time on your way home from work so she's so great they get my schedule get like i don't know they're very like helpful with that with de- deadlines for brand deals but it is super hard but it also helps because it's like i can make content about nursing so it helps a lot, but it is hard to, like, meet those deadlines and, like, do it on your days off. It shift, it was easier because, like, I could fully just get up and have a content day. But here, I'm, like, I'm tired. <laughs> right. Yeah, that is a lot, especially on night shift. And, like, well, I guess if you have a brand manager, that helps, too. But even just communicating with people, you know, mm-hmm. because a lot of the time you're sleeping when... <laughs> yeah, I sent her so much at, like, 3 a.m. But it's not <laughs> Cali time, so I could still hit some other timing when I'm late. But... Some nights I'm down, like, sometimes, and nights when I have downtime, I, like, do have, because everyone's, like, on, like, when you have downtime, people are, like, either reading a book or, like, on their phone. This hasn't happened a lot, but if I did have downtime, I have time to, like, edit, like, a brand deal, like, a TikTok or something easy. Really maximizing our time. Right. You got to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you most proud of about yourself as a nurse? Like, what do you think is one of your best skills that you've gotten so far? I, I'm, like, proud of, like, like, I hang TP and lipids so much. Like, central line, I used to be terrified of, like, pics mm-hmm. and stuff. But, like, I've been proud of, like, accessing them and, like, getting sterile and, like, learning that. 
overall, just in general, like I remember like being in nursing school and watching them chart so fast or go through the omni cell, and I was like, I'm never gonna be able to do that. And mm-hmm. sometimes I just myself and I'll be like, oh my god, like I can't believe I'm doing this. Like Mike is like so fat, like not fast, but you know what I mean. Like just doing all the things. I'm like, what the heck? Like seriously, in nursing school, I'm, I literally remember being like, this will never happen. Like right. Like, I'll never be that good. <laughs> no. And, like, I'm not saying I'm good or anything, but it's, like, I'm doing the things I never thought I could do. Right. I get that a lot, too. But I think, like, you just get so caught up in it, you forget how much progress you've made. And then you're like, wait, look at how far I've come. I've yeah. learned so yeah. much. And yeah. it's you have to stop and have those moments. And I do have those moments randomly. And it's, like, a great feeling because it's, like, okay, look at us. Right. Be proud of yourself. Yeah, you gotta. What do you like to do on your days off? My days off, I, like, love, I just love, like, anywhere in the city. Like, right now, I've been trying to do, like, fall activities on my days off, like, see my friends. I love going to cute coffee shops, like, doing Pilates, like, just little things that make me happy. And honestly, like, even editing my vlogs or catching up on that stuff, like, does end up making me happy. Mm-hmm. Just seeing my friends, scheduling time for that, get, having time to do an actual workout that's not rushed, going outside. I don't know. I'm, just, I'm huge on, like, the seasons. I love fall and winter, so I've been loving doing, like, little activities like that. Do you feel like you have good work-life balance most of the time? Yeah, I do. That's Sometimes good. I feel like I, I have a good work-life balance, but not a good work-sleep balance. I, like, yeah. I just sleep in small, frequent naps. <laughs> well, don't do that. <laughs> I don't know how, when to sleep. <laughs> I know. No, it's really hard. I remember like my first few weeks on nights I was like when do I sleep when do I eat I feel like my whole body is just like thrown into shock it really is it's impossible to know you just can't I finally stopped trying to be hey you have to eat here you have to do this you have to do this mm-hmm. like just go with what your body wants and right and helping me you just have to listen to your body I would get so nauseous all the time on night shifts so I just like did not know when to eat but then I would wake up in the middle of the day hungry and I'm like this is hard <laughs> That's what happened to me. It happened to me in my first shift. I got, like, so nauseous, and then the full next day I was nauseous. And then it just didn't happen again. Now I don't have trouble eating. But I started, yeah, I started, like, packing more, like, snack-like food. Yeah. It helps you up. Like, I'll literally, like, be like, okay, after 4 a.m. vitals, you can have, like, the graham crackers and (laughs) cereal. Like, you got to reward yourself. (laughs) I I cannot have an early lunch. Like, I, if we have lunch at 12, I'll, like, it's hard to get through the shifts versus, Mm -hmm. like, which normally I don't even have time to have lunch until two. I like having lunch at like two or three because then I'm like, oh, we're almost done. I know. No, I literally do the same thing. I'll wait until like 3.30 sometimes because I'm like, oh my gosh, like three more hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm huge. on like, I like to have everything done and everything charted before because mm-hmm. then you feel better and then you don't mm-hmm. have more after. The only thing on night shift is I try not to eat like 3.30 just because like, I'm like, this is so weird. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm weird. okay, eat it too. But like, when it gets to be like close to morning, I'm like, because I love having everyone's like, sometimes I'm too tired for breakfast. No, I love coming home, showering, having my breakfast, and then going to bed. That's like mm-hmm. my favorite part. So I'm like, we can't mess with the breakfast routine. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot. No. <laughs> <laughs> do you find yourself like drinking way too much caffeine, or do you feel like you just like have one coffee and you're you're good? too much caffeine i'll like have i always have coffee obviously to be a start of the shift either mm-hmm. starbucks or like make it at home but it used to be i would literally do that and a whole alani drink mm-hmm. with so much caffeine in it which is good but mm-hmm. then i'd find myself when i'd have it close the morning hours i'd like be so anxious and like jittery on my way home so i've been doing good recently of like 
not. I haven't had it in the past couple shifts, just the first coffee, and I've been fine and making it through. So I'm like, okay, Anna, you don't need it. Yeah. I think I'm going to start packing it just for, like, shifts. I know I'm, like, going to need it, you know? Like, right. Not that are going to be rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would drink way too much. I would literally – I would get a venti cold brew from Starbucks, which I didn't realize has, like, 300-something milligrams of caffeine. I did not know that. Oh. <laughs> I knew cold brew had more, but I don't know. I guess I just, like – Never thought it was that much. And then I would have an Alani at, like, 1 a.m. Because I would be like, oh, my mid-shift, like, treat, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. I like him the same way. I, like, reward myself. And I'm like, girl, you're having, like, 500 milligrams that of caffeine. That's exactly what I would do because I get the cold yeah. too and then the Alani. I'm like, no wonder why I'm having heart palpitations. I'm doing it to myself. <laughs> like, I know. Oh, my gosh. Dude, maybe I shouldn't. The cold brews. I mean, I, if we cut out the Alani's, then I feel like that's fine. Yeah, I don't think I can give up either. <laughs> yeah. I've cut back way more now than I'm on days, but I don't yeah. know. I, lo- I love my cold brew. I do. And, and my Alani's, but. Do you get Starbucks every time, or do you, like. Um, I try not to, but, like, I would say 90% of the time, yes. <laughs> Literally, I... yesterday, I worked yesterday, and I made coffee at home. I was like, you know what? Uh, whatever. I'm just going to make coffee at home. And I didn't have the lid on all the way and it fell onto the floor, exploded everywhere in my kitchen, all over me, all in my hair. Like I had a change. I almost showered, but I was like, I don't even have enough time. Like my hair was like coffee smelling and like crusty. I'm like, oh my gosh. And it like hit my ceiling. I noticed it last night when I got home. Uh, I didn't even have time to clean all of it up. I wiped like my cabinets down. But, like, it's all over my ceiling. And I was like, okay, this this is why I get Starbucks. Like, I'm You're just like, not. a sign. Like, yeah. I'm going to stop. Sh- Go to Starbucks. Shouldn't have made coffee at home. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, my gosh. That would send me. No, that would, that would not be okay. Yeah, I was I was really upset. And then, like, my dog, my puppy is, like, trying to lick the coffee. And I'm, like, running late for work, oh. trying to clean everything up. I'm like, girl. Wait, did you? So did you go to Starbucks? Yeah. <laughs> Moral of the story. Moral of the story. Go to Starbucks. Except uh, my friend just showed me because I would make it at home. I love my Nespresso, honestly. But like, mm-hmm. first of all, I can never make them as big as the Venti Starbucks. I don't know how I do that. Second of all, my commute's an hour to the subway and I love to have it. I love to have my coffee while I'm getting a report while I'm like writing down meds. Like that's mm-hmm. when I love to have my coffee. And I can't just hold it for an hour and try not to drink it. Right. Yeah, the self-control. That's... So my friend just sent me this link. It's like this Tervis on Amazon. And once you put the lid on, it, like, can't spill, like, no matter what way. Oh, he, like, puts cool. the coffee, makes it in there, comes to work, and gets, like, ice from our ice machine, dumps it, and then has it. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll try that. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Or you should just get some. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> no, it's worth it. I feel like... If that's what makes you happy, if that gives you, like, motivation, you know, it's worth, worth the 5 or $6, whatever it is. Exactly. We're working for it. Right, right, for sure. You deserve it. <laughs> so you are in a long-distance relationship, right? Mm-hmm. How has that been, like, transitioning to night shift and being long-distance? Like, do you think that's made it harder? Yeah, night shift for sure has made it harder, like, just communication-wise. Hello, be like, good morning, and I'm like, good night, and, and like, <laughs> yeah. so hard to talk, like, we'll mm-hmm. just call each other when we can, because texting is, like, 
too hard, like, honestly. But it's hard with him football, too. Like, he'll be asleep. Like, we're just totally opposite schedules. We just try and call when we can mm-hmm. and, like, visit when we can. Like, he's actually visiting now. He just got here. Oh, so he'll be nice. here for me. I, yeah, three days off. Then I'll be here some when I go to work. But that's fine because, like, he's sleeping when I go to the hospital anyways. Right. So, yeah, it, that, that's hard, too. It'd be easier if, like, he'd be here because then we could just – it's so much nicer coming home to go to sleep and they're there, like, mm-hmm. nicer. Because you live with your boyfriend, correct? Yeah, yeah. It, but he's a nurse. I was going to say, um, is he like, – Yeah, he's a nice nurse. But he's on night shift. It, will, it was super nice when we were both on nights together because, like, you just had a buddy to do night shift with, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're obviously on opposite shifts, so that's hard even, like – I mean, I haven't seen him. He just got home now, but I haven't seen him in like four days because we've both been working and, you know, you don't see each other because we're obviously not not home ever at the same time. But like, I can't imagine being in a long distance relationship because we barely text when we're working, you know, like seven to 11 is like your busiest time. You're getting a report, like passing Mm -hmm. early meds, whatever. So, you know, and then you're going to bed. (laughs) So I feel like it'd be really hard to be in a long distance relationship and like, balancing night shifts and yeah communication wise especially yeah that's crazy you guys like live together and still like can't really see each other well yeah because like i'll leave at six forty, leave the apartment and then you know he doesn't get home until like seven forty-five after he's done giving a report you know right so, does just... he want to go to days ever i don't know he says he might but he really likes night shifts and like has a good night shift schedule like he's the perfect person for nights like i could see him staying on it for a while but Mm -hmm. i think the only reason why he would want to change is like so we're on the same schedule yeah i mean we make it work and we try to like schedule ourselves so we have the same off days you know yep i don't know we'll see it's nice it's nice now because we have a puppy we have a brand new puppy like she's not brand new anymore, but she's a puppy still. So yeah. like she's very rarely alone besides, you know, when we're driving and getting home from work. But Oh yeah, that's true. Somebody's out there. Yeah, it's nice to have someone there because if we were both working day shifts, you know, we would have to send her to daycare or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you manage traveling with work? Work, I feel like you're always traveling. I know. Is work pretty understanding or do you just like get get a good schedule? I like when I do that, I'll put a – we can put three ROs, like, across on a schedule. So I'll put them all by each other. And I think typically when I do that, they, like, understand, like, oh, she might be going somewhere. And they're nice and typically give, like, two on the edge, which is super nice. Yeah. So I'll do that. Or, like, I'll make my schedule. And then when I see I have a weekend, that's when I'll go, like, visit chat or something with my family. But, like, obviously when I went to Cali, like, I need, like, a whole, like, chunk. And that, right. that's why I was surprised on my three – request off they gave me a chunk there like a week and I was like oh that's nice so it's never like they're like oh she's traveling like here you go but like it's kind of like when I self-schedule I kind of give them that hint you know right but it's definitely been less I feel like my last semester in nursing school I traveled like so much I don't know how like traveling in nursing school is really hard it was also it was easier just because we could like do zoom stuff you know Mm, yeah that's helpful I remember taking like my farm exams in like California like Doing fun stuff and staying up all night while my friends went to bed studying. Did you have like a lot of your critical get canceled because COVID? Yeah, we were that. Um, we were that cohort that like I was summer start in that April right before summer starts when twenty twenty is when COVID happened, and so they can't. 
our foundations, they pushed back a month and they made us do farm in a month. They pushed mm-hmm. it to be in a month all online. So that sounds horrible. Yeah, we had to test every week in farm. But how do you even learn all that in a month? I feel like that's like I don't know. We way too much information. Found. It was nice because it was just farm. Like that's that was true. our only focus. But that's what we did. And then we started foundations and we could go in the hospital, but like you know when like they do when they had to cluster, like one person would get COVID and then they had to trace. So like one person would be out and then it's like, Oh, were you in contact with them last week? You're out. So it's just like a lot of missing. That's how it was for cheer too. So I feel like we like missed a lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was like one year, my last year was really affected by it. But yeah, I feel like transitioning to online was nice at times. Like the flexibility of it. I traveled a few times too. And I, you know, I did school from wherever. But I mean, I feel like it would have been nice to have legit like in-person class and clinical like my ob clinicals i only had one i luckily saw a birth because like i that was the one thing i really wanted to see but like the rest of them all got canceled and like so many of my classmates never saw anything because no one gave birth while they were there you know yeah (laughs) but yeah it was rough (laughs) that's crazy that like all of them were canceled i didn't have it like that like they really tried not to cancel them like it would just be out so we still had that but like if you were out, you had to do, like, the sim lab online. Mm-hmm. This is not, like, you'd answer one question. It's part. not the same. <laughs> yeah, you'd answer one question wrong and the virtual patient dies. I was like, what's Yeah. <laughs> this is intense. Really intense. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't like taking exams on Zoom either. It's, like, anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, like, you have to make sure your roommates are being quiet. Ours were intense, too. They'd make us, like, show their wrists, like, pick up this computer show like, around the room. Yeah, we had to do that, too. And... You know, then, like, I have a dog, and, like, the one time they flagged me because she's, like, bell trained. She rings a bell to go potty, and she was ringing the bell, and they, like, flagged me like I was cheating because they heard, like, a bell noise in the background. I'm like, what do you think that would be? Like, Like what? It's my dog. (laughs) No, it was so crazy. Like, I remember one time I was, like, because I like to read the questions out loud, so I was, like, like, mouthing it, I guess, and then they flagged me. I was, like, nobody's in the room. Like, I literally just... (laughs) need to like visualize. process it yeah <laughs> yeah it's nursing school i do nursing not man. mess it friends who were other majors were like just cheat like it's so easy on zoom and i was like you guys don't get it like no we can't which probably well, yeah good. and like you probably shouldn't <laughs> yeah i was like probably good like nurses probably shouldn't yeah um but <laughs> what is your favorite thing about being a nurse I literally love, like, I'm obsessed with these kids. Like, I love, like, seeing them get better. And I'm like, I had something to do with that. Like, mm-hmm. I love it. And I love, like, having tasks, completing them. Like, it's very, like, pleasing, you know? Yeah. Um, do you take care of the same kids for a while? Like, do they normally give you the same kid back the next night? Yeah, it depends. We have, like, our regulars that are there all the time. And you can sign up to be people's, like, primary so I've signed up for a couple primaries because, like, it's, like, say we have a short gut kid. We know they'll be back in and out throughout their life, like, mm-hmm. for flare-ups and stuff. But then, like, a respiratory kid, it's, like, they come in and you might not see them again. So it's, like, we have, like, some kids that are random. And then we have some kids that are, like, always there. And, like, we'll always be back. And, like, those are the ones I feel like you get close with. And it's nice to our floor because, like, obviously they have these chronic conditions. But for the most part, our floor is, like, more stable. Yeah. And, like, if they start to go bad, we'll, like, send them up to the PICU. Which I've been to the PICU to visit some of our kids. Like, we get Halo traction and stuff like that. So, when they have the surgeries, we'll go visit them or something. And, like, oh, my God. I cannot do PICU. Like. Really? I just 
I don't know. I feel like I feel like it'd be fine. Obviously, it's awful to see them like that. But like, I'm pretty good at like separating like work and my feelings. And like, I still get the feelings. But like, I I don't know. I've like seen I see you from my mom and stuff. Like, that's not what gets me. It's more like more than one syringe pump. Like there was like seven. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I do not want to be in charge of all this. Yeah, yeah, it's overwhelming for sure. Mm-hmm. I it's so hard for me seeing because I we see all ages in my ear. But it's so hard seeing, like, actually sick kids. Because we see a lot of kids that, like, you know, have a virus and they're fine. We send them home, discharge them, you know, take mm-hmm. some Tylenol and ibuprofen. But, like, seeing actually sick kids is really, really hard for me. I don't yeah. know. I hate it. <laughs> I know. When I see them, when I'm like, okay, like, they're just sick. Like, they'll get better. But mm-hmm. the ones that stick are, like, the chronic cases or, like, the mm-hmm. get a lot of total cares. And I'm just like, this sucks. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. That's good, though, that you feel like you can disconnect and, you know, like, keep work at work. Because I feel like that's a really hard thing to learn. And, you know, like, people struggle with that. Yeah, I do struggle with, like, if I left and, like, I left a kid and, like, their BP started to get low. And, like, obviously, mm-hmm. the doctor passed it on. But it's still, like, sometimes I'll just think about it when I'm home. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Especially when you have, like, you won't be back for a while and you're like, Hey, I hope like, they're okay. I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. that is hard. Oh, that's that's one thing about being a nurse that I like really don't like. I mean, you can try to emotionally disconnect yourself as much as you can, but like, you know, you're always gonna have those connections with people and just think about them and hope that they're okay. Especially with kiddos, it's so sad. <laughs> I know, and I feel like I'm pretty good at it. Like when I felt like I can do everything I do and I stayed and I charted everything I can and I passed every information on and I told every single doctor, but sometimes there's not always time for that when it's like shift change. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I'm like, Frick, like could I have done this? Da-da-da. Yeah. And like, that's not good for us. Anxiety. Girl. Yeah. That post shift anxiety, man. <laughs> post shift anxiety's worse. I, think. I, I agree. I agree. That'll keep bad enough. That'll keep me up. Like, mm-hmm. I'll think about stuff all the time, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then sometimes I'll dream about it, and I'm like, oh, I started, get out of my head. <laughs> I started having the dreams. I'm like, oh. did you? Yeah. It's, it's the worst. Where can people find you? So Instagram's just Anna Hyde. It's H-E-I-D, not like hide and seek. H-E-I-D. <laughs> YouTube, just my name. And TikTok, there's an underscore, but I think you can just type in my name and it should pop up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I had such a good time talking to you. Of course. Thank you for having me. This was so fun, especially this is my first. I've been on a couple podcasts, but like my first nursing one. So mm-hmm. so easy like to just stop, talk, not stop talking with another nurse. Yeah. The media. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to leave a review. If you don't already, subscribe. Make sure you're following both me and Anna on social media. All of my stuff is at Brie Brie the Nurse, and I hope everyone has a good day.